Good evening and welcome to our first 2022 Tuesday night meeting. Wow, it's so good to be here with you. But when I say 2022, that seems so strange to me. Time is slipping by. It seems like time is moving faster than before. I know it's not. But I think it's just so much that's going on in our world and the things that are around us. Sometimes we look and, and, and here we are in a brand new year. I remember a year ago uh, when I was uh, in a new year, uh, one year ago, sitting right here and never knowing what to expect through the year except only through the Word of God. So I want to say to you today, I'm looking forward for good things in 2022, and I hope you will too. You know, starting a new year, sometimes people get all excited about a new year and, and they, they're all gun-ho to do the right things. But as time goes on, uh, they begin to slip back into old habits. You know, good intentions, they, they have good intentions, but good intentions don't stay the course. Good intentions doesn't fight the battles and stand and walk by faith. So it takes more than good intentions to make it through. What we must do is be determined that we're going to follow God's plan in whatever year we are in. Anyway, I want to go to prayer right now. And I want us to ask God to minister here this evening in a special way as we enter into this time of, of uncertainty. Uh, You've heard me talk about this quite a bit lately, but it's such a time of uncertainty. But the only certain thing that we have is God's Word, God Himself. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, but I'll go with you to the end. So in these uncertain days that we're living in today of what might happen in the world, we know in the Spirit we can walk by faith. We can live by God's Word and not be shaken apart, but we can stand on that rock. We can stand on that foundation and know that God will bring us through. Father, as I begin ministering here this evening, you know who will be a part of this and where they will be from if they are seeing it when we are uh, putting it on the air or if they're watching it at a later time. So Father, as we're here together this evening, I just ask that each person watching, wherever they are, whatever's going on in their life, that somehow you'll give me words of wisdom, anoint me to speak life and truth, that will bring encouragement, that will bring help, that will bring healing, that will minister to them so that they can look forward and not look behind. I pray today, God, for every person, for healing, for deliverance, for breakthrough, for vision, for hope, for encouragement. And God, that somehow 
they will look up to you. They will look up to you right now and begin to totally put their trust in you no matter what they've been through in the past year. That we're not going to let that past year determine our future. We're going to let the decisions that we make each day determine our future. God, I know you have a plan for every person that's a part of this service tonight and those that will view it at a later time. So, Father, I'm just asking right now that they will focus. They will look ahead. They will be determined to overcome every obstacle, every uh, attack that Satan may bring against them, trying to hinder them and stop them, discourage or disappoint them. God, you're the author and the finisher of our faith. So we call on you and we just believe that somehow in our world, this 2022, you will be alive in the hearts of the people so much that they're looking to you, the author and the finisher of our faith, rather than allowing the distractions and all of the hurts and the pains and the things that's around them. God, that somehow they'll look upon you. They'll begin to embrace you more than they have ever before. Help us all to become more God conscious than need conscious, more God conscious than all of the things that's uh, around us in our politics, in our government, in all of the things that Satan is trying to bring to harm and hurt in the division. Let this be a year of us seeing the unifying of the body of Christ, where men and women come together and they stand in one accord as it was on the day of Pentecost. Father, give us a supernatural outpouring even today as we speak. God, today as we, we cry out and believe you this evening that somehow, wh whether it's morning or night where people are watching, I just believe that this is the year of the supernatural. This is the year that we're going to see your hand destroy many yokes, many bondages that Satan has brought against us. So as I uh, am here with you this morning, or this evening, God, wherever it is with people, I just ask that somehow, in some way, you will help every person to stand on that rock and never be shaken or allow the devil to take their feet off of that rock. But know that 2022, they will stay focused on you, your will, and your word. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. Now, I know it's morning for some. It's the evening for some. It's late night for some. It's afternoon for others that are watching. But whatever time zone you're on, I want you to understand that I'm praying, and I've just prayed a prayer, that I believe God is moving in your heart and your life. You know, I want to talk about a little bit about seeing what we believe. Now, I've talked about this before, but many times we, we look at the surroundings and get distracted. I said that in my prayer to the God. But, you know, what we've got to learn, you know, th this 
COVID thing that's all around us, many loved ones that I've had personally have been taken away uh, because of COVID. And, and then I, just recently, uh, another great friend, it wasn't COVID, but one of the finest organ players I've ever heard in my life. Um, we, we've done ministry together before and lived right here in South Dallas, pastor. Just his time came uh, last week. His time came last week and he went on to be with the Father. So what I'm saying is there's, there's all kinds of things going on around us. But we've got to see beyond the frustration, the chaos, the confusion, the bad news, and the continual negativity that we face each day in the world. We've got to see through that. And that's what I want to encourage you right now in this new year. I want to encourage you not just to have good intentions, not just to set goals, and not just say, say things, but have a commitment in your heart to stay focused on Jesus. You know, I remember as I, as I opened up, if you weren't right with me when we opened up, I said 2022, that really sounds strange. Well, you know, when I was a kid, I remember back in 1960, and I was thinking, wow, it's a long time until the year 2000. Well, I was just a kid. I was just starting in the ministry. I was really green, didn't know much about the Bible, didn't know much about ministry. But I was thinking that Jesus may come any minute. Well, it's 2000, came, fine. I mean, it got here. I never believed that it would, the world would last that long. I thought Jesus would come by 2000. Well, he didn't. So I thought, surely by 2010, he will come. But you know, um, he didn't come in 2010. I thought 2020 would be the year. Well, it wasn't, but 2022 could be the year. So I'm not expecting, I'm not, I'm not going to give up my expectation of Jesus coming. And the thing that I'm in, exhorting you, whenever that may be, whether it's this year, next year, or years to come, or your time to go. Keep looking ahead. Keep looking up. Keep looking upon the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. You know, uh, I think about our cars. Our cars, uh, the windshield in our cars are much larger than the rear window. Now I know the car I'm driving now, uh, it's got a huge windshield, a huge windshield. My wife's car's got a huge windshield, but the back is not that, that big. And then my rear view Vera, mirror is, is just very small. You know, you look up at the traffic and then the, you look on the sides to see what's beside you or what's behind you. Well, the reason our windshields are much larger is because that's the direction we're going. We don't, we very seldom back up or drive backwards. We don't drive backwards, we back up. And so it's not intended for us to have large views of the, of the back end. God, um, 
God has made it possible and, and we live our lives looking forward, not looking backwards. Now, I, would, I, don't, I want to say this, that um, I look backwards, I look back for learning process, for, for learning reasons, or I look back because of something God brought me through. I don't look back and dwell on the pain of the past because the pain of the past never takes you into the future. It keeps you stuck. And, and I want to encourage you not to stay stuck. You know, that you, you got to understand, you got to keep looking forward. And as I said, the only reason to look back is, did I learn from that? Look how God brought me through. You know, I said uh, here minutes ago, but let me just rephrase it. I remember two years in a row of beginning. I remember beginning 2020 and all oh, my heart, my heart leaped. I was excited just like today. I was excited about 2020. But you know, just in, in a few weeks later, no one knew there was going to be the outbreak of the COVID virus. And we had to shut our church down. I look back now and I'm very uh, sad that I did that, but I can't go back and change that. But that was the mandate that came down and everybody was trying to stop the spread of the virus and, and we did all of that and that didn't stop it. I mean, that didn't stop it because we shut businesses and churches down and if anything should have been left open, it should have been the church. But finally, I decided I wasn't gonna stay shut down anymore. I came and we had service with our worship leader and myself and uh, for ourselves for several weeks and finally I just said, everyone is welcome. Well, a few people started coming back. Some has never come back yet, but you know what? I'm still here. I'm still going on and I'm pressing on. COVID is still around us and all around. It's taking people's lives and, and, and all the things that's going on. But I'm still here. You're still here. You may have lost some loved ones and it's time to press in. The little woman with an issue of blood, she decided she was going to get her healing. She decided, I'm going to press through. Have you really decided that you're going to press through today and see your victory won in 2022? You know what? As I said, two years in a row, I, I was excited and the COVID came. Well, you know what? I just kept, I just kept my focus. Yes, as I said, we, we stopped services, but we did them out of my house. And then 2021 came. I'm sitting right here, believing God, praying, prophesying, talking to you and telling you, believe God. And then in February, you know, you've heard me talk about it. If you that are watching, uh, if you're the first time to watch us, you know, our ministry center here was almost destroyed because of the extreme cold weather and, and, and it froze the pipes when they th thawed out. They just put water everywhere. Took over six months. Well, that was over six months. That was 
a long six months for us. And then even after we got back in the facility, we had still a lot of loose ends <clears throat> and a lot of things that we needed to fix together and put together. And it doesn't stop. Satan doesn't stop. He just keeps doing things. But you know what? I'm not going to give him any glory right here. I'm not going to give him any praise because I said he doesn't stop. He works day and night. But God never sleeps either. And so what I did and my step, you know, we just press through. We just press through. And, and as we press through, we finally, we finally got back. And here we are, 2022. Things look well. But, you know, Satan is out there stirring, stirring the waters. But I want to tell you something. We've got to look forward. We can't look backwards. I'm encouraging you, no matter what happened to you, no matter if you lost a loved one, no matter your finances, no matter what you went through physically or emotionally, I'm just saying to you, let's believe for the supernatural glory of God to come down. You know, the Bible said in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. And upon my handmaidens, I will pour out of my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. Well, I'm prophesying and speaking that the supernatural is going to come in and lift us up and take us into the arena of faith, take us into a place where we're seeing God's glory fall. I cry for the glory. I cry for the anointing. I cry for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit to be upon you, your family, your loved ones, to see those that's been walking in darkness and those that just seems like they're blind and deaf and just keep walking in sin and ungodliness. Oh, I just see people that's been blinded, people that's been deaf, the stumbling of your loved ones. The glory is coming. They're meeting God face to face. I see the glory coming down and, and them saying, I can't live in this life I've been living anymore. I'm, I'm surrendering to Jesus. I'm giving my heart and my life life to Jesus. I'm putting him first in my life. Yes, those that have walked in darkness and walked in sin, even in the church, even in the church, and they've covered things up. This is the year that the light will come and God will open the things. God will open things and shine on them, but God's I believe it's changing all kinds of people. I believe men and women that have been sick and diseased and had heart trouble and cancer and all these different things. I'm believing in God that this is the year of God's supernatural glory to come down and minister to you. Let him minister to you right now. Let him minister to you right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Let him heal that wound. Let him heal that wound. That heartache. That loneliness. That person you're missing. The pain that you have of, 
of whatever happened in your life. Healing is yours now. Just press in. For the spirit of grace would say, I've never left you. I'm right there. I'm right there with you. You are my child. I have never forsaken you. I won't turn my back on you. But I've prepared a path. I have a plan for you, says the Lord. So look. Look on me. Look on me. Fasten and focus your attention upon my goodness my love, my mercy. And I will take you to a higher place where your trust in me is much greater and you can see me clearer. So this day, totally submit. And as you humble yourself to me, says the Lord, as you humble yourself to me, says the Lord, my oil of joy, my oil of peace, my oil of healing will flow into your being. I am your Father God and will make a way for you as you've asked me to do. So remember, I'm right there with you. I gave you that promise in my word that I would never leave you nor forsake you, but I'd go with you to the end of the world. I'm right there in you and with you, saith the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for those words of comfort. Thank you, Lord, for those words of comfort. Thank you for those words of comfort. Thank you that they are moving in, myself included, to that place of the supernatural, that place where the glory is coming down. That God, let their faith take them through. You know, Hebrews 11, 24 through 25, it says, by faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. You know, we know the story of Moses of how he was put in a basket, put in the water. And I want to show you how, how God works how God will work for you. God didn't love Moses more than he loved you. But Moses was found by Pharaoh's daughter. That wasn't a coincidence. That was not a coincidence. That was a plan of God. 
God has put many people in my life that I could have never met. I could have never ministered to. But God put the right people together at the right place at the right time. Oh, I could, I'm not in that part. I could start telling you of people that I met and it looked like it was a coincidental meeting, but it was not. It was a setup that God set up for me to meet certain individuals. God set up other things for people that we would meet and I would minister to them or they would minister to me. <clears throat> so when things happen, I don't take it as a coincidence, like with Moses. When he had, his mother had hid him for as long as she could hide him and then she put him in the basket and then Pharaoh's daughter found, Mayra, found Moses. Well, she brought him in to Pharaoh's house and he was educated and he trained up in the Egyptian culture. And that was a reason, there was a reason why he was trained in the Egyptian culture. But the Bible says there came a time when he refused, he became of age and he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. You know, folks, I'm, I'm refused in doubt. I'm refused in fear. I'm refusing ungodliness. I know ungodliness is right in my face every day, but I'm refusing. I want you to refuse. That's what the Bible said. He refused to be. So refuse to say, Satan, you're not, you're not going to take me in 2022 and wear me out and beat me up. No, I'm refusing to fall into fear. I'm refusing to let the enemy bother me. I'm going to keep my faith. Well, we know what happened to Moses. You know, as he grew older, he saw, he knew what his call was. He knew what he was supposed to do. And he saw an Egyptian and, and an Israeli. We know that Pharaoh had the Egyptians in bondage, or the Israelites in bondage. And Moses had great compassion for the Israelites. So he killed, he killed the uh, Egyptian to protect, thinking that the person from the Israeli family, that which he was from, which Moses was from, he thought he would understand, but he didn't understand. And so Moses uh, tried to help again. And so that Israeli said, who are you? What are you doing? What are you doing to us? Who do you think you are? Well, it frightened Moses, so he ran away. But the scripture says, verse 25, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passion, passing pleasures of sin. He left, he left royalty. He was served. He had everything at his fingertips. Everything at his fingertips. But the Bible says, even though he had all of that, he knew he could not enjoy those surroundings. That he was called of God. He knew he was not an Egyptian. He knew he was an Israelite. He knew God's favor was to be upon him. But he let fear get in his heart. And he ran away. He ran away to the desert. 
But the Bible said he chose rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God to enjoy the passion pleasures of sin. Then he said, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater than the riches, than the treasures in Egypt, he looked to the reward. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. I want to tell you, the treasures of Egypt are nothing compared to the, the treasures of Jesus. The treasures of the world or the pleasures of the world are nothing compared to the pleasures of Jesus. Oh yes, we have our days, as I said, We've had our days the last almost two years. We've had our days one, one after another. But you know, and maybe before you've had them, I've had them. But you know what? There's nothing like the pleasures of Jesus. In His presence, Psalm 16 and 11. In His presence is fullness of joy. At His right hand, there's pleasures forevermore. And so, as I look at this, and it said that he chose the greater riches. The greater riches was following God's plan for his life. Oh, we know he ran away, but while he was there, we know what happened to him. We know how God spoke to him in a bush, even though it took 40 years for God to do that. He was in a place then that God could speak to him and God could use him. So he ran away from riches and all of this just for the greater riches of God. Think about this. If you've, if you've been weary or you've backslid or you've let all this stuff, think about the greater riches. That's what the Bible said about Moses. He, he, he said it's a reproach from the Egyptian standpoint. It's a reproach when people think about what I'm doing, but the pleasures of Jesus. I don't care about the reproaches. I don't care because of what Egypt, the wealth and everything they have. The pleasures of Jesus, the pleasures of God is greater than any other. Verse 27 says, um, By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, by faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Now notice, he ran not fearing the wrath of the king. He endured as seeing him who is invisible. So in other words, Moses' sight was ahead. Well, yeah, he ran away, and the scripture says that he ran away, but he didn't fear the wrath of the king. He, you know, he knew that if he stayed, he was going to get in trouble, but he ran away, and there God's protection was upon him. And you may feel like you're in that place where Moses was, but I want to tell you something. By, the Bible says he endured 
by seeing him who is invisible. In other words, he looked into the realm of the spirit. And he says, I know it's going to be better. God didn't just spare my life from Pharaoh. God didn't let him kill me as a baby. My mama, my mama wrapped me up and protected me. And then Pharaoh's daughter found me. And God, you did all of this preserving my life. And I know my future. I know my future. I want to tell you, your future. Look, again, I said, the rear view mirror is, is, is this big in a car. The window in the back is small. The, the side mirrors, but the windshield. Look ahead. I'm saying look ahead. Cut the pain off. Cut the, the, the things of the... the off of you from your past and look ahead. Then it says, by faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood. We remember through the scriptures how he put the door on the blood on the doorpost and they ate the lamb representing the real lamb of God that would come. By faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. He put the blood there. So the Israelis, when the angel of death came through to the Egyptians, the Israelis that had the blood over the doorpost, their firstborn wasn't taken. But every one of the Egyptians, their firstborn was taken. God protected his people. Oh, I've seen God's protection so many times. So many times I've seen God's protection. I believe God has something in special for you. And then it said, by faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. The path that God has for you, it may be difficult for you to step into that path. You know, when God was leading the children of Israel out, what happened? What happened? They had mountains on either side the sea in front of them, and the Egyptians chasing them. You may feel like that right now, but Moses had a rod in his hand, and God said, speak to the waters. And Moses spoke, and when he did, supernaturally, supernaturally, the Holy Spirit came in Push the waters back. Mm. I see God pushing the waters back for someone. I see God making a path for you. And then God's breath begin to blow on the ocean floor. Water on either side. 
the ocean floor was dried up. And the Israelis walked through without one problem. But notice Satan can't walk in God's path that he has for you. Satan cannot walk in God's path. Remember that statement. Satan cannot walk in the path that God has made for you. Well, the, Israel, the Egyptians was chasing the Israelis. And when that path was open, God waited till the king's entire army came in. And when it did, God said, that's enough. That's enough. And he pulled his hand back and those waters began to come in and all of the Egyptians were drowned. Supernatural. See, I'm believing for the supernatural for you. I'm believing for the supernatural for me. I want to start winding down now for the next four or five minutes. Just stay with me. But let me show you what I got out of these scriptures that I read to you now in, in uh, Hebrews 11, 24 through 29. Let me show you what I saw in that. Moses refused. He refused to, to be called the son, of the, the, the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Then he chose. I'm asking you today to refuse darkness, refuse sin, re refuse arguing with your spouse or with your family. Refuse all of this and choose. He chose to follow God. Then the Bible says he valued, he valued, he valued God's treasures he valued God's treasures more than the treasures of Egypt. He refused. He chose. He valued. I value the Word of God greater than anything in the world. Then, then the, it says he looked to the reward. Moses looked to the reward, the Bible says. And then five... He forsook Egypt. He forsook Egypt. See, you can refuse, but the time comes that you have to forsake it. That means you don't go back to it. You can refuse something now, but you can t pick it up again. But Moses forsook Egypt. He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And then he forsook all of his surroundings and went to new surroundings. Then the Bible says he endured. He endured. The seventh thing, he did not fear. Eight, he kept. He kept. He kept moving. He kept looking ahead. And then nine, he had faith. He had faith when he went to Pharaoh. And he went through the process of leading the children out of children of Israel out of the Egyptian bondage. He had faith. 
when he threw his rod down and become a snake and all the different things that happened. And he had faith to lead the children of Israel. And then number 10, it says he passed through. He passed through. I want you to set your strategy. Set your strategy by laying out God's Word and saying, God, I know your Word is true. I know I've I've gone through trials, I've gone through hardships, but this 2022, I see beyond. I see beyond COVID. I see beyond darkness. I see beyond gloom. I see beyond poverty. I see beyond my lack financially. I see beyond. I'm going to step in. Isaiah 1 and 19. If you're willing and obedient. If you're willing and obedient. You shall eat of the good of the land. Mm. If you're willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. I believe there's good that's going to be poured out upon you. James 1 and 17. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above. Good is happening to you today. As I said, set your strategy to win. Plan for it. Prepare for it. Knowing this. We don't know which angle he's going to come from. I had no idea the weather last year would come and we would be out six months for in a hotel because of what happened here. And then a few people left us and financially different things happened. I had no idea when I was sitting here a year ago. But you know what? I didn't quit. I saw through. I mean, sometimes what they did here, the mess we had, you would not believe. But somehow I saw ahead of what we were facing. And I believe that God will help you. So no matter what unscheduled event that comes, you don't know how to, I didn't know that this was coming, but I knew Satan some way was going to try to distract me. He always has. He always will. He tried to do the same for you, but you know what? I was prepared to stand in faith even though we went through this. So when Satan tries to distract or keep you, keep seeing the other side. Keep seeing the other side. Now let me just say to you right now, decide that you're going to be a a giver, a tither. God loves a cheerful giver. We just sent money to the Philippines to help buy generators and tend for their houses. 
A typhoon came there a few weeks ago, and this typhoon just demolished houses and churches and took many people's lives. Well, I've been to the Philippines 26 times, and I love the Filipino people, and they're still without power. So we sent generators so they could have some electricity of lights and charge their cell phones and tell their other loved ones they're okay. And we sent money to buy tin to cover, put the roof back on some of them their houses to help build them a little shelter. Would you like to be a part of that? You know, we put the money on the credit card that we sent. We put the money on the credit card because I knew I had to, to get it done. And so today, if you want to be a part, you could send something to help. You know, one generator cost us 400 and something dollars. You could buy one generator or half of a generator. And then we, we bought all kinds of tin. The tin costs $7 a sheet. They call it GI sheets. You can look it up on the internet. They call it GI sheets. And it costs $7 a sheet. Maybe you want to buy 10 sheets. Maybe you want to buy 20 sheets. It takes 25 sheets to cover a, a, a decent sized house. That's the sides and the top. So if you want to buy some sheets, just let me know. Go to our website, elglobal.church. There it is on the screen. Go to our website. And when you get there, you know, you'll see the web page and the place where it says give. A place where it says give. I got all kind of pictures I could have shown you today, but, you know, I just wanted to close out saying to you, start this year off with your tithe and don't stop in the middle. Tithe, give and you'll be blessed of the Lord. Thank you for being a part of the ministry time this evening. God bless you. I love you. I look forward to meeting with you again very soon.